Single and Happy in Charlotte, episode 21. Single, happy, and crushing it. You know I'm podcasting from Charlotte, USA. But I am getting ready for a quick road trip to Maryland and New York. Um, Pray for traveling mercies, will you? Just getting back into town, I was um, in Maryland. First, I had to go to um, Largo, Maryland to speak to a group during um, an intensive. Um, So I talked about writing, of course. Um, You know, you'd be surprised how many businesses um, still (laughs) don't think that, uh, who, who still believe that they can just get by with you know a Facebook page full of pictures or whatever and um, that's it no you need content you need written content um, those con- that content is going to be full of keywords <coughs> um, but listen I don't want to get entirely in mode right now I want to get in single and happy mode <laughs> um so also I, I um, picked up Tyra and we um, drove up to New York to see the family. I went to Queens. So, oh, by the way, E, he will be on later for what does E have to say. But um, so, and but I think he can vouch for me. He can vouch for this. When you're a New Yorker, when you're a New York native, you do not have to go back to New York and do the Times Square thing and the... You know, I mean, all that is nice, you know, but when I go back home, I'm in Queens most of the time. Um, We may go out into the city, which of course is Manhattan. It's the only city that matters at the end of the day. Um, But, you know, that's not the goal. The goal is not to hang out in Times Square when you are a New York native. The goal is not to, you know, hang out at Empire State Building. Although those things are nice, you know, going to a Broadway play, that would have been really nice. By the way, if you are in London and you haven't seen Hamilton, go see Hamilton in London. I just heard that the tickets are way cheaper. Now, of course, again, this is if you're going to be in London town and you want to go see Hamilton, the, the you know, the Broadway hit Hamilton, go watch it, um, go look at it when you're in London, I hear the tickets are much cheaper there, alright, um, wow, so, yeah, um, caught up with the fam, it was a quick, quick couple of days in New York, then I came back down, I came back down, um, I did something I should not, I, I will not advise anyone to do, but I was in a hurry, and, there's a lot of used used, um, tire places out here and I've never had problems with used tires before so I went and and grabbed two used tires before I left Charlotte Um, I drove up and down my daughter drove the car a little bit we drove through the Bronx we you know just driving through all kinds my car is probably cursing me out right now because you know I'm driving through all these potholes and you know the streets in New York are just really bad okay but it wasn't until I got 
um, not far from where my parents live. And I see the um, tire pressure light come on. So I'm like, hmm, that's kind of strange. But you know what? Let me go ahead and put air in the tire and keep it moving. I did that, made it to their house, made it to my parents' house. I'm leaving their house to go grab gas before I come back to Charlotte. The tire pressure, once again, the light comes on and the tire pressure is ridiculously low. I've never seen it so low. I get out again to put air in the tire, but then I hear a hissing sound. So I'm like, all right, let me call my my dad. You know, he's a retired mechanic and he knows he has connections and everything, right? He knows where I need to go, if I need to get a new tire um, or if I just need a plug, which I needed a new tire because um, let me tell you what happened. So I'm calling the house, my parents' house. I'm calling them. I'm trying to let them know, hey, this is what's going on. Um, I need to talk to dad. Nobody's answering the phone, right? So I um, so I am um, driving around. I'm about to go find a place to plug up the tire. Because at the time, that's what I thought it needed, right? Um, because I went to a convenience store, and that's what the guy said. He says, if you go up, blah, 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 you know, you can just get it plugged. So I figured, okay, I'll go look for the place. I'm looking, I see this white car. I don't want to say the name of the car, but it's nice. Um, and I said, mm, that I look like my uncle's car because my uncle and my dad got the same car. My uncle was just at the house. So I thought that was him. So I look again, I see two heads. Then I look again, I was like, there's my mommy and daddy. So <laughs> that quick, they um, were able to catch up with me. And so we, we, you know, caught up with each other and dad led me to this great tire place. Long story short, I paid $90 originally for two used tires and one of them went to shit. I paid $160 for two brand new tires. All right. And everything. You can't beat that. And the way everything happened, you know what? It was just, it was just God. That was God. Okay. I know I curse a lot and everything, but you got to give God credit when, when you, he always, he's always due to credit, but you got to give him some credit, you know, with that. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good about that. I'm back in Charlotte now. Um, what else is coming up? Um, so I got an announcement, guys. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? All right. I wanted to wait until I I, I like when I when I do things that's gonna put, potentially change my life or someone else's life. I like to, you know, get my daughter's blessing, right? Because it affects her, and she's smart, and she'll tell me if it's a good idea, bad idea, whatever, you know. Um, she graduates college next year, right? After we do her, um, she wants to do a a graduation trip. She's talking about Dubai, but I don't know. But after we do her graduation trip, it's going to be me, probably another family member on, on, on my side. And then her dad's side, it's going to be her dad, his wife, and probably her steps, her, um, her stepsisters, right? But. (laughs) 
after all of that is said and done, I was I pulled her to the side because I wanted her to understand that I want her to get settled into her apartment after she graduates. She hits me with the no, I'm gonna save money, I'm gonna stack bread and go back home to dad. I'm like, that's genius. That's even better. So tell you what I'm gonna do. And she gave me her blessing. I'm taking a road trip. I'm hitting the road. I'm hitting. I'm going all across this country. Am I going to hit every state? I don't know. Do I want to hit the states that I haven't been in? I I kind of do. Do I want to go back to Florida? Of course. I'm going to Florida. Um, I'll probably end up um, flying if I can find cheap flights like to go out um, to the West Coast. But my goal is just to travel first around the country then around the world i'm gonna try it next year see what happens and if it all works out then i'm i'm going around the world i'm i'm going to become a digital nomad and this is the part where you have the applause i'm supposed to have the applause button right (laughs) but i'm so excited about this journey i will continue the podcast I will continue. Oh, stay tuned because the single and happy movement is it's coming. So I will be working on that. I will be working on the writing stuff that I'm doing. Um, I will be um, still getting a PhD. So everything that I'm working on or will be working on in the next few months, I will be doing that from the road. So you let me know what city you're in because I want to come see you. All right. All right. Um, stay tuned. Um, speaking of, and this is confirmation right here. Um, my guest coming up, Sarah Williams. She is a genius. She is living her best life as single and happy. And I'm not just saying that. Wait till you hear the um the interview. Wait till you hear her. She'll tell you what she has going on and how you can be a part of it. And now it's time for something from the blog archives. This is called Get Your Life. And I am going to give a shout out to one of my favorite shows. Comes on TV land. And the new season hits a week from today. It's called Younger. Um, I can so relate. (laughs) Because the star of the show is in her 40s. Just like I am. All right. This is called Get Your Life. Does date that's getting older... Get your life. Does getting older have to mean being older? I get getting older. I mean, it's either do that or die. But TV Land's newest hit series, Younger, reminds us 40-something gals that we can age without being aged. It doesn't have to be forced either. Learn Learn a few millennial things here and there. And it helps to keep your ears to the street to begin with and not be locked into a shell of a marriage in the first place. Girls, we must stop making dicks to center outside our centers. (laughs) Younger's lead character, Liza, needed a job after getting divorced, but her former shellish life kept her away from honing her skills in the publishing world. She ain't know nothing about no tweeting and no e-reading to save her life. I love how Liza is getting her life now, albeit a 26-year-old filled with unmarried sex and shots on a Tuesday. 
Um, it sounds familiar. <laughs> but how does marriage manage to suck a woman out of what? Seven to ten years of real life? It's beyond me. Enough of the marriage bashing, right? <laughs> Dolls, you know, I just hate when women push their lives aside while the gods... I read a Facebook post where a woman referred to men, black men specifically, as gods who needed to be reminded that their lives matter. The men's, not the women's, just the men's lives matter. Fuck out of here. What is up with men needing coddling while the women lose themselves and find themselves facing this world alone eventually? Isn't dick sucking enough? They need coddling too? If, and if a mother calls her young son, her young seed, Kang, one more time, I just can't. Let's agree that if and when we find love again, we will remember ourselves. The guys have their shit. We should have ours. This way we don't have to figure out this world of hashtags and shots should we find ourselves alone again. Younger as well scripted as it is, should never be a real life issue. Stay relevant, stay young. Even if you don't go hard with sex and shots, just don't give up and go home. Your life needs you. Go get it and hold on to it for dear life already. Damn. And hey, I still take shots, ew. Shots with an S. I like tweeting and shit. I still want meaningless sex, and if someone will please let my JJ know she's not finished with peen, I would appreciate it. And that was another piece from the blog archives. You can read it and more by going to I am single. I am single and happy.com. Y'all know the website by now. <laughs> www.iamsingleandhappy.com. Sarah Williams has been working in finance for over eight years. Um, she quit her job and she spent 18 months traveling the world, climbing Kil- Kilman- <laughs> Kilimanjaro, backpacking around South America, and doing a ski season. Yes. People like her do exist. It's not just on TV. It's not just something you see on Instagram. And if you are wanting to be single and happy and you see people doing things like this, don't think that you cannot be one of those people. Um, She helped, you know, she, she wanted to decide on what she wanted to do with her life. She set up the Tough Girl Challenges as a way of motivating and inspiring women and girls like us. Um... She completed the Marathon de Sight the Sables in um, April of 2016 and 2017. She um, also hiked the Appalachian Trail, which was over 2,000 miles in 100 days. Um, You know, I'm going to just let her come in and tell us all what she's been doing and how she can help us um, become tough girls. How you doing, Sarah? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm getting all embarrassed here. <laughs> oh, don't be. I'm I'm really impressed with what you what you what you've done and what you're doing. So let's just start with what what are you up to now? 
So what I'm up to now is I am, well, I spent seven months traveling. So last year I went back and did my master's at university. So I went back and studied women and gender studies. I did that for a year, passed my master's. And then I thought, right, I need to go and do some adventures. So I flew off to Canada, bought myself a bike and then rode down the Pacific Coast Highway, down the, down the East Coast of America, all the way to Mexico. And then I carried on cycling down to Cabo San Lucas through the Baja California. I then flew over to Australia to spend two months in Australia. I then had a month in India where I became a qualified yoga teacher. Now back in the UK and I'm trained to be a personal trainer. Um, so that's been the past uh, seven, eight months really of my life. So it's been pretty full on, pretty, pretty intense, but loving every single moment, just trying to squeeze out as much as I possibly can and just live life to the fullest. Wow, Sarah, um, you know, you seem a little lazy there. <laughs> you know, you, what, what can we do to motivate you? <laughs> so let, let's start from because with this comes a lot of questions. Um, are you single? Do you have children? How are you able to do all of these things? So I am single. I have got no children. I can't remember the last time I went on a date. Um, yeah, going on a first date would be quite fun. No, I, I, I am very happily single. I am always looking to, to mingle, to meet new people. Right. Right. But uh, I basically, after I quit my job, I had this 18 months traveling. I didn't really know what I wanted to do and how I wanted to spend my time. But financially, I was in a good enough place, so I didn't have to work for for about 18 months, which is which is what I did. And then after I finished, I then actually ended up moving back in with my parents. And this is when I started Tough Girl Challenges, which is all about motivating, inspiring women and girls. I started with a blog. Nobody read my blog at all. Um, and then six months later, I thought, well, I've got to try something else. And I started the Tough Girl podcast, and I started interviewing these inspirational women who are explorers, adventurers, they climb mountains, they swim the English Channel, they row oceans, they cycle around the world, they sail around the world, they do these awesome physical challenges which really takes them outside their comfort zone. And then I basically started to monetize my podcast. So how I earn an income is through a website called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, which is for creators. And I have a lot of listeners now. I've got, you know, I've had over, coming up to 800,000 listens around wow. the world in 174 countries. And that's how I basically make, earn, and earn a living is through Patreon. But I also do motivational speaking. So I go into schools and corporate events. I, um... I've written three books. I've written a book about my marathon dessert challenge, running six marathons in six days. I've also written a book about climbing Kilimanjaro and also written a book about chalet hosting. You know, and those books are more, they're like helpful guides. You know, if you want to go and do a ski season, how do you do a ski season? What are the steps you need to take? If you're thinking about marathon dessert, let's go through every aspect from the training to the fitness to the diet to the mental preparation. Um, and Kilimanjaro, what it was like for me um, going on that trip and the adventure, what I learned from it. So there's, I have a lot of um, different income streams coming in. Occasionally as well, I do pick up extra, extra work. So uh, we have something over in England called Ascot, and we have Royal Ascot every year, which is this big sort of horse racing meetup. And I actually sell the silk top hats that people wear at Royal Ascot. So I'm the Royal Hat. It's the Royal Ascot Hat Historian, so I do that as an odd job. And but you know, I've also washed dishes at the weekend and you know during the week to try and earn extra income while I follow my passion, because it has taken me over you know, five years to be able to get to a place where I'm earning enough money to be able to go traveling for that like seven months, for example. 
I've always wanted to do something similar, just travel and work odd jobs, because I'm also a freelance writer, so I can do that from every from anywhere. The irony is, I'm also an online teacher, and I'm also in school, and I take classes online, so I probably could, but... You know, honestly, I'm scared. I'm scared to be stuck somewhere by myself. I'm scared to run out of money. Um, but the irony is, is that I'm struggling at home. So <laughs> what do you say to people like myself? And I'm I'm actually embarrassed to admit that. But um, it, it's but I, been something I've, I've always thought about doing is just traveling and working uh, jobs um, along with what I do as a as a freelancer. Yeah. Firstly, I say is you know there's nothing at all to be embarrassed about um, because you know what it is it is big and it is scary and that's one of the first things that a lot of women say to me. They say to me, "You are so brave." And um, I, what I would say is, I want to give really practical information. I don't want to give um, you know your listeners wishy washy stuff. But actually, let's talk about these fears. Let's talk about what it is that's holding you back. And one of the best things that I've ever done. It's really simple. It's getting a piece of paper, drawing a line right down the center. And on the left-hand side of the paper, you write down every fear. So what if I get lost? What if I run out of money? What if I, if I feel lonely? What if I can't find work? What, you know, every single fear that you can possibly have. And then while you're sat at home in the comfort of your home, you can sit there and you can go through that list. And it may be like, okay, well, uh, what, you know, what if I run out of money? Okay, well, what can you do? Okay, well, maybe I can, I can have, uh, I'm going to build up some savings before I go. I'm going to work out what my budget is. I'm going to make sure, um, you know, maybe do I need to have like an emergency credit card? What are the plans and preparations that you can put into place? So actually, if, you know, if stuff does go wrong, that then that you've always got a way to come home. Um, if it's scared of you know, leaving your home, do you have friends or family who you can leave your stuff with? Is there, you know, is there a support network behind you? There may be, there may not be. Um, you're scared of not being able to find work when you when you are traveling, but then you're never going to know unless you go and do it. And then that before you can, you think, well, actually, you know, what? I can do in advance. Advance, I can make sure my CV's up to date. I can know what type of work the work that I can do. You said that you do the freelance writing. You can start to build up your client base before you even go. Let your clients know that you're going to be traveling. So there's always going to be solutions out there. It's just thinking about them. But I do agree, it can be. It is scary, and it's a big thing to do. And um, and sometimes it's taking the small steps to it. You know, maybe it's not necessarily traveling for seven months. Maybe it's going off for six weeks, or even doing a ski season. So when you do a ski season, you have. Um, for example, you'd have your, your board, your, your accommodation paid for, your food paid for, and you'll be working during the week. But that would still give you spare time either during the day or later on in the evening if you're not skiing to also do your side projects. So you could actually spend six months in the mountains. You'd, you'd, you'd have everything paid for, being able to go skiing, and then actually still being able to earn extra income. There are ways of, there are ways of doing it. Sometimes you've just got to sit down and really think about, instead of every reason why you can't do something, you've got to start thinking about why every single reason why you can do something and how you can make it happen. I like that. I like that. Just changing or rethinking um, the, that, that whole process about doing something. Um, and that, I think it, it definitely will start with the mindset. Wow. <laughs> um, my listeners, they're, they're probably going to want to follow you and learn more about you. And, um, and guys, I get it. A lot of you have um, children. Um, 
I have one adult child, as everybody knows, she'll be graduating college next year. She doesn't even, she's not even in the state that I'm in. So, I mean, technically there's not much holding me back um, as far as, you know, I I really want to make plans to do something like this. Uh, Wow. Um, What do you say to single and happy women who want to do something similar, but they have children? Children do not need to, to stop you from going on adventures and doing big challenges. So one of the ladies that I spoke to, um, I spoke to a couple of years ago, is, is a lady called Anne Daniels. She was 30 years old. She was going through a divorce. She just lost her job. She found out she was pregnant with triplets. And whoa, um, whoa I know. And she had, so she had the baby, and she decided she needed to change her life, and she wanted to go on this big Arctic challenge, and she got selected for this Arctic challenge. So she's training while she's got children, and um, you know, building this whole completely new life for them. She goes off and, and does these challenges now in, in the Arctic and the North Pole, and she's one of the greatest British um, explorers. Um, female explorers out there and she still had children it is still possible to go on adventures with your children but there obviously there's going to be different circumstances for everybody another lady I spoke to a lady called Beth French um, single uh, she she had a child um, who had uh, like sort of learning learning disabilities and um, is, is autistic and she started doing challenges to help him and she homeschooled him and that was how she approached the situation. She got him involved in the challenges. And that there's so many different ways that you can do it. It is about figuring out what works for you. I know on the Appalachian Trail, for example, um, about a year ago, there was a young family. They just had a baby. And they took the baby with them on the Appalachian Trail. So they were a couple. So, you know, that maybe doesn't apply because, you know, there's another person there. Um, but again, I, you know, like you said earlier, it's about your mindset. Instead of thinking every reason why you can't do something, you start thinking about how can I make this work? What do I need to do? Um, what is it that's stopping you back? And that's obviously going to, look, going to depend a lot on the children's ages and how many children that you've got, where where you're living, and what their and what their needs are. Um, if you've got younger children, it's possibly going to be a lot easier to travel or it is a case of do you know what my kids are 15 16 now maybe i need to wait three or four years until they are at college or are at university but do you know what you can do in that three-year time period you can plan you can save you can decide what you're going to do and then when they are away and then suddenly you've got an empty nest then you're, you're good to go so right. there's ways of doing it but i mean it's i think sometimes it can it, it it's obviously going to be hard but it is thinking about how can i make this happen and then also knowing specifically what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it, where you want to go, what you want to see, the time of year you want to go, because all of these different variables add into it. But it is just making that decision and then starting to put a plan in place and then taking action every single day to make that plan a reality. And you made some. You made a point earlier about taking smaller steps. So even, like, say you still have children in school, um, minor children in school you can still do local traveling you can still travel around your country i mean there's still a lot of uh the continental u.s that i have yet to see so you can still make small and that i i'm thinking would probably help get you ready for that big um challenge if you will (laughs) 
Absolutely, there is adventure and challenges on your doorstep, and whether that's taking the kids out to, you know, to a national park, going exploring a different route on the way to school or to work, and you know, there are all of these options um, options out there. I have actually spoken to a number, I'm well, a number of women who have children. I'm just trying to think back to which ones are are single, but it is possible. You can you can make it happen. Oh yeah, absolutely, especially. Um... You know, if you have if you have support from um, other family, um, <clears throat> there's always somebody who's um, willing to watch the children for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Grandma, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. <clears throat> thank you so much. Oh, uh, please let us know how we can find you. Best place to go is toughgirlchallenges.com, which is my which is my website. There's more information about me, the Tough Girl podcast, the Tough Girl blog. There's links to all the books that I've written, and you can go through and just explore about you know the different female adventurers and explorers and athletes that I've spoken to. They're not all um, elite athletes, I should say. A lot of them are like everyday women, you know, women who are either working full time jobs or they're studying for their PhD. Some of them have got children, some of them don't. There's a whole variety. Some are single, some are in a couple. Um, uh, it, there is such a big spectrum, all ages, all backgrounds. So it's well worth checking out, especially if you're looking oh, for that motivation and inspiration, but also practical tips and advice to actually make this happen. Unfortunately, um, Ethan will not be available this week, but he will be back next week, guys. So, in the meantime, I have one of my bar buddies here. He's going to tell us why he is over 40, over 50, and has never been married. What's going on? Oh, is this a podcast? Yes, go. So, why, why have you not gotten married? Did a lot of traveling. Mm. Went to college. Mm. Have you met anyone that you probably would have married? Yes. yes. The, first, the first two girls I would have married, one was Israeli and one was Irish. I lived in Israel. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then one was Irish. I lived in Dublin with her. How long were you together? How, what's the longest relationship you've been in? Three years. And here's why I'm asking men, because men rarely get asked this question. Usually if you're a woman of a certain age, it's like, how come you don't have kids? How come you're not married? Blah, blah, blah. What's wrong with you is basically what the narrative is when it's geared towards women. Men are rarely ever asked these questions. Well, you, you do know with all the stuff going on right now, uh, what stuff? Women are chattel. Men are not involved in pregnancy. Women now in America, Roe versus Wade, uh, women can go to prison for a hundred years for having an abortion. Men are not involved. They're not. They don't count. Yeah, whatever. Um, I did not want kids. So the women that I met in my life. They want, most of them went on to have four kids. Wow. Uh, I, me personally, did not want 
30, 20, 30 years of raising a kid. No, it's just my personality, so I did not do that. That's fair and that's honest. That's, that's fair and honest. Um, you know, my parents died with kids. Me and my sister didn't give a shit. You raise kids for yourself. Oh my gosh, little kids, uh, yeah, yeah. And then you raise them until they're like 30 years old because they live at home until they're 30. No, didn't want to do that. I appreciate your time. So, let's say you decide you may meet somebody. Would you get married now? Maybe to a woman who already has a dog. You did get married. No. I, my girlfriend from 1972, we broke up. In 1992, she came back in my life through the yellow pages, white pages. And then she came back into my life 17 years later through social media. We got back together. I bought her a house, a diamond ring. We're both in our early 60s. You know what? You want to know what the definition of a um, narcissist is? What is it? Uh, look up the um, DSM-4. The what? The DSM-4. It's the it's the Bible of of psychiatrists. So, so. Okay, a lot of my audience drink more than I do. No, <laughs> well, probably probably not. Just you need to break down what DSM-4 is. It's it's When you have cancer, you have cancer. When you have eye surgery, you have eye surgery. When you have mental illness, it's a little touch and go. It's it's not pinpoint leukemia. You have diabetes. When you have mental illness, it's kind of a touch and go on how psychologists and psychiatrists judge you. So the DMS-4 is a book that psychologists and psychiatrists judge people if you have um, what's that called um, psychopath uh, crazy so a narcissist Donald Trump is a narcissist he's always right he's full of grandeur he lies in the DMS4 a narcissist has 10 things girlfriend Holy cow. Yeah. My girlfriend was in the same 2% of narcissists, just like Donald Trump. So is that why you didn't marry her? I lost pretty close to $100,000 living with her. She lied, called the police. Uh, mental illness yeah so I so yeah I, I talked to her both of her ex-husbands after all this bullshit and both of her ex-husbands three kids and one kid with the two ex-husbands holy fuck they felt, they felt sorry for me yeah this is why I drink
And thank you so much. Um, is that gonna be on a podcast? It, it is on a podcast, and I do thank you. Oh, thank you. Podcast. I've been thinking about getting a ghost writer. Well, to, that would be me. Uh, and write, I don't know, 5,000, 10,000 word essay, and then sell it to Rolling Stone or Men's Journal, or it makes some money because. What I have gone through, every man could relate. Could relate or could relate in the future. Bless their heart. Women are awesome. Eh, I I got one that was in the one percent of the female population, or one tenth of one percent. And thank you again for your time. Folks, I don't know what that was, but <laughs> thank you for wasting your time. <laughs> e, come back. All right. This is, this is the, the, the recording of my podcast, yes. All right, bye. If you go to iTunes, you'll see Sing One Happy in Charlotte. I'm on there. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to ask that question. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's... Yeah, go to iTunes. And another thing. So, just because we say we are single and happy, doesn't mean we don't want to find love. We don't want to get married. I would love to meet the one. I would love to be somebody's wife. I would love to ride somebody's son for the rest of my life. <laughs> but, um, you know, while you're in the single season, you need to be happy. If you're not happy by yourself, then how the hell can you be happy with anyone else? Single and Happy in Charlotte is a production of Thailand Unlimited, the home of Thailand Rights. I said DSM-4, but it's actually a DMSN-5. Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders, 5th edition. Oh, okay. 5th edition. I was thinking the 4th edition. (laughs) Y'all, thank you for wasting your time. (laughs) Welcome to Thailand.